0: welcome to the banish burnout podcast where we help you put the brakes on burnout and restore your soul I believe that taking care of yourself helps you be a better human at work and in life. And I'm here to guide you on your journey with my out-of-the-ordinary approach. From time hacks to stress management, we've got everything you need to stay energized and focused. With practical tips and techniques, I'm helping you to tap into your inner wisdom and reconnect with what truly matters. So light up a candle and get cozy, or go on a walk with me, and let's burnout-proof your busy life together. Whether you need to find balance in your work life, or want to infuse a little more vibrance into your routine, we've got you covered. Let's dive in and conquer burnout like a boss. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? Let me tell you, this episode 8 of overthinking versus superthinking has been months in the making. It feels almost like law of attraction is actually working. When you're wanting to create an episode on overthinking, you start overthinking. Who <laughs> would have thought Thought And this is really what I've been experiencing here. And I got myself now to a point where I feel just ready to talk about it. I've been studying so much in the past couple of weeks and months on intuition and how to integrate the mindset work with a deeper guidance, with a deeper knowing, because I've noticed it in my own life. So why have I been burning out myself at least two and a half times in the past six years? And why do I keep finding clients and coach colleagues? I'm in several coach communities And I love connecting and exchanging with other coach colleagues. And we also need this kind of work. So that's why I love that we also have so many coaches here in our listeners community. And what I've been noticing that yes, we can do the mindset work. And yes, I know this too well from my upbringing and my parents being super spiritual and super connected to God and Jesus and smuggling Bibles across the Iron Curtain in the 70s and stuff like that. So it's fair to say I've been brought up in a spiritual context and having a connection within was always kind of meant to be in a sense for my timeline, it seems. But doesn't mean that it was easy to do it. And this is where we are right on topic. This is what I've been working on in my past five years, deep diving into personal development, doing all these coaching certifications and building up my own coaching practice around that topic and discovering step by step more facets on how to help a strong mind on the way creating the things that you actually want. And this visual keeps coming to mind of this wild horse, this stallion, this this strong creature that just wants to be free and be on their own and be independent of things. But still there is a tendency that these creatures respect a strong lead and someone who is on their wavelength, so to say, and guiding them and giving them directions and making them become better. Like maybe you watched movies like The Horse Whisperer and stuff. So I quite tapped into that for a couple of years of my life. I mean, it's really just surfacey. There so many people who are way more deep in this, especially also my sister and my niece, my eight-year-old niece is way more into this topic than I could ever be. But just as a concept, I think it really works. Cause if you really see your strong mind, if thoughts come up like, hey, if I'm so smart, why cannot I figure this out? What is standing in my way of my strong mind? Just getting on board with that, just doing this good thing, just keeping up with the good habit, just doing the freaking workout, just eating the things that I know are good for me. If I'm so smart, why can't I just follow through with the good things? A thought like that ever crossed your mind, then you have a very strong mind. You maybe even also thought at some point that you have a very rebellious mind, that some part of you is like always trying to find the other way, trying to prove others wrong, trying to swim up against the stream, trying to be the only woman in a room full of men, trying to stand out for whatever it takes just to prove that there is another way. And this is a beautiful thing. I'm not trying to make you feel wrong about that, but this is a very strong mind. And I'm just here to tell you, hey, there might be situations where the strong mind might feel a little unguided, let's say. So you can have this metaphor of this strong stallion, this horse, this wild horse that just wants to run free. And if you're at a point in your life where it's like, okay, I don't have any obligations and money's not a problem. So this horse can just run wild and free and just create whatever they want. This is beautiful. Please go ahead, then ignore what I have to see next. But if you feel you are still in a place of your life where you have to take on obligations, where you feel your financial security is not that quite established or you are quite established and you feel like it's dwindling and you have to maintain a lot and it's not that secure and you don't feel as peaceful and restful in it to just be with it and enjoy the fruits of your labor, then this is for you. You have a very strong mind and your strong mind needs a strong guidance. And this is where your intuition comes in. The part within us, this voice deep, deep down within us, this inner being that is present. If we are very, very honest with ourselves, we know where it is. We know it tries to talk to us. We know we picked up guidance from that place already once or twice in our lives. And this is a place that I'm inviting you to spend more time in, to strengthen, to become that strong partner that your strong mind needs. And why is that so relevant when we're talking about overthinking versus superthinking? It's exactly that. Overthinking is super easy with a strong mind. So all your horsepower, all your bandwidth, all your CPU, like whatever kind of tech term comes to mind, these gigabits of bandwidth and down low speed that your brain has innate with it, this brain of yours is freaking genius. It loves it and it loves to chew on things. It loves to chew on problems and finding out reasons why things are not working and is trying to help you essentially in its own capacity. And if we have this kind of strong mind, it's almost like if you ever led a team. So I was back in the days managing director with a team of 150 people. I can vividly remember like having people in my team that had good qualities. They were great experts in topics, but they are not great managers. This is what led to so many unnecessary hiccups and detours that could have been smoothed out if the management style back in the day were geared around how you can tap into your inner guidance and your intuition to get guidance, to get direction from within, to have that inner coach almost, this inner mentor within yourself that helps you along the way. The cool thing really is if you talk to any kind of religion, any kind of scientist in all the disciplines, they never disagree that it exists. They might call it prayer. They might call it spell. They might call it quantum physics. There are different terms for all the same thing. They never negotiate if it exists, if it works. They all just talk about the different names for it. So this is the good thing. And this is what I want to build upon to give you the strength, this foundational support to say, yes, it does work. And yes, I might have been overthinking for the past 20, 30 plus years on certain topics because I was not accessing this other part within myself that gave me that wisdom to tap into super thinking. Let's start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Overthinking versus superthinking. What do I even mean by that? So a lot of my clients come to me with this issue of, hey, their mind is racing. It's running hot on a certain topic, and you can think of all the scenarios. All the things could good go wrong. All the scenarios. They have a perfectly mapped out plan. Maybe they are even a step beyond that, and they're even implementing all these great ideas into a project management system, and then they stuck. They stuck in their overthinking of things, trying to micromanage their own mind. And how you know you are overthinking is when you are not producing the result you actually desire. If it's building a business and you wanna launch and you wanna get into partnerships with other platforms or you wanna get featured on a podcast or whatever it is you want to create and call in and you have that in your desired result line, but somehow your action is keep overthinking and keep mapping out all these scenarios and questioning what is the right podcast and what's the right approach and what's the right story to share. If you're spinning out in that overthinking, and you're not bridging over to that desired result of booking that podcast, of launching that course, of speaking at that event, if that switch, if that bridge is not happening, that's a good sign that you are overthinking, that you're spinning in thoughts, creating all these scenarios within your mind and not producing the right inspired action. And the contrary to super thinking, which I would like to inspire you here that your strong mind, this power horse, this M1 MacBook kind of brain that you're just operating on a Windows OS 95, it's just not producing the result it actually could be able to produce. So super thinking on the other hand, is when you are in that good control, when you have a hold, when you have a grip on your strong mind, when you on the one hand know how your mind works, like the self-coaching model that I teach my clients, how you know how to spot the optional thought, like how to know what emotion you're infusing your actions with, kind of the matrix sunglasses you can put on to see the source code of what you're creating. So having that to know how your mind actually operates, in combination with getting the right guidance. Then it becomes super thinking, knowing how to tap into your intuition, knowing how to access the right guidance that's right for you, for your situation and what you want to create, and then being able to give your brain the right shoe toy, the right thing to figure out and think upon, this is when it becomes super thinking, then your mind runs on the ideal version of an operating system, if you want to stick to that computer analogy. I don't know why my mind got stuck on that, but I think it's working. You know what I'm saying. So a sign for overthinking is also when you're focusing more on the urgent things, when you're in total firefighter mode, trying to solve all the things for all the people, being in urgent mode, maybe even doing the next tab that's just open up, not having the right value check that has to distinguish if this is actually the next important thing to work, on versus super thinking when you know how to tap into the important things another very clear symptom to notice that you're in overthinking mode versus super thinking mode is that doubts are coming up all the doubts all the worries all the fears are nurtured What are doubts really? Doubts are a reflexive response, like an habitual thinking that kicks in when it's an area your mind is not familiar with. Spoiler alert. Normally, when you have that access to your intuition, this is where your intuitive guidance would come in and call the shots so your mind can follow. But if that direction is missing, your mind is trying to make up things, filling up that empty space with doubt and fear, because it's just habitually not knowing what to do. Of course it doesn't know what to do, because the guidance was missing. So where did the mind pick up to cultivate doubts? What's the purpose and how do they serve us? If we stay in the mental realm of things, Doubts for sure can have a very valuable function because they help us question us certain assumptions. They help us kind of sharpen our rational thinking of things, which is a very valuable thing. It's never about killing or neglecting or cutting off any part of our lives completely. But the doubt in the mental construct is actually something that's just trying to serve us. I mentioned before, like in the in and out movie, where the little fearful dude was, He has its purpose. He has its value in letting you survive, essentially, giving you all the reasons and all the things to look out for to not die. (laughs) But the thing is, if this little dude is in charge and the doubt is calling the shots, it is your source for anxiety, confusion and indecision if it stays present and persistent. And this is unfortunately what happened with most people. If they have that strong mind that's kind of fueling and has this horsepower to nurture that doubt thought that triggers more biochemical reactions in your body that feels like anxiety and fear and freezing and doubting and becoming almost numb inside from all that pain and fear. So it is very common. If you had to rate an average day of yours, percentage-wise, how much of that day you are in doubt and fear and uncertainty, If this is anywhere beyond 50% or even 70, 80, 90%, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just your strong mind with your habitual survival thinking calling the shots up until now. And this remaining 10, 20, 15%, this is the other part. This is the thriving part. This is what we call in positive intelligence, the sage thinking. This is what spiritualists call the inner voice, the intuition, the gut feeling. Das Bauchgefühl. And it's so fascinating that I'm studying it now from the more spiritual side and then also from this Stanford studies, making surveys with hundreds of thousands of leaders worldwide, developing this positive intelligence formula and this PQ system and this app and everything around that. And seeing the similarities now in that, it's just so freaking mind-blowing for me and just today I've been watching over some past reels I've been doing and the thing about the hundred days of going live on Instagram that I did last year and the wisdom that came out of me then and it was always the same and I also talked about that in the last couple of episodes that we always have these two ways to go about things like what if we always have two operating systems. Like in the moving sliding doors, there's this parallel way of doing things. What if there's always this other way? There's this one way we mostly operate in, that's just conditioned in worry, in fear, in doubt, in beating ourselves up, trying to get on track, trying to get a hold of things, this very pushy, forceful way. And then there is this other way that's in flow, that's guided, that inspired, in curiosity, in play. What if? Those two ways always exist in parallel. And it's up to us to jump from one to the other. And it's most commonly that we jump from being in flow and curious and playful and loving into beating ourselves up worry and fear this is what most of the times happens but what if we have the power to switch back it's always available yes our body might be sometimes weak or depleted and just undernourished or tired and that's why it's harder for the mind to access that because the body is just drained so we need to nurture the body to be in its best shape so it's more easy to jump into flow state out of force and into flow And when we're in that flow state, it's easier to access that super thinking mode to get that right direction from our intuition, to send it up to headquarters and let our brain figure out a good strategy and super think in a moment with our power chip to figure out a way that serves us best and then send it back down into the body to execute and go about it. The more scientific approach to talk about that, what I'm learning right now in the positive intelligence program, you have that one mode, that survival mode where the area of your brain lights up that's only job is it for you to survive. And there lives your judge, your people pleaser, all these modalities, all these personas you created to just survive, to be loved, to be accepted, to just get along, to just stay in the job, to just get the job done. Like everything that keeps you below zero in a sense, that just lets you survive and somehow get up to zero so you can somehow feel normal again. This is what comes from the survival brain. And then there is the sage brain the prefrontal cortex, the one that creates, the one that strategizes, the one that can access your deeper wisdom, the one that's able to sink into your body, to guide your awareness down deep, to plug out of beta brainwave state where you are hyperactive and in reactive mode and sink down into theta stage where you're more receptive, where it's easier for you to access deeper drops of wisdom that are more condensed and more loaded with nutrition. This is really the superfood you can feed your brain with. And this is what they call the sage brain. The voice of wisdom or the inner voice, your intuition, your gut feeling, that higher knowing, that inner being, God or spirit within you. It is the same. We can switch to that. We can guide our awareness to that part of our body, which is most commonly in your heart or your gut, to literally flip the switch, like turn on the light within and switch into super thinking mode, which gives your brain better brain food, to come up with better solutions. Like one fun exercise I love to do with clients is literally drafting a persona for each of those thinking modes. Like you have that overthinking, that judge, that negative Nancy, like whoever you wanna call her. We have ways to literally visualize that persona and help you distinguish like, okay, when is that character talking and in charge? When did I put her in the driving seat? And when is Sage driving? When is that direction happening? That is then able to activate that super thinking, to activate more creative and innovative thinking and coming up with solutions that are out of the box. This truly comes from practicing mindfulness and not only mindfulness, but performance-based mindfulness. This is what I really aim for. Because I see so many people who are just mindful and just drifting along each day, but somehow they don't manage to get their strong minds on board to actually work in their favor and work for them. And they're somehow at the mercy of their brain and whatever it comes up with. And then they spin out in mental diseases just because this guidance is missing. Yes, we can support ourselves in the process, it's all about support, supporting yourself in your journey, how you think, how you problem solve, how you take care of yourself. Because when you're in overthinking mode, all your mind sees are all these mosquitoes, all these problems, all these challenges, all the things that could go wrong. It looks to the past to figure out the future. But when you tap into super thinking mode, into that sage presence, that wisdom stage, that inner voice stage, you become more aware of the flavor of your thoughts. Your emotions become more clear. You notice like, oh, where are emotional hiccups? Like, where am I blocking myself? What am I avoiding here? Your emotional bandwidth grows. And you develop a greater sense of clarity and perspective. And that's what's so hilarious about all that that both of those strategies are self-fulfilling the overthinking strategy is a self-fulfilling prophecy because the overthinking creates more thoughts to think about and the superthinking propels your thinking to jump forward to move into that new timeline to accelerate your progress so coming back to doubts as one of the warning signs you might not notice that you're spinning in cognitive activities which we might call overthinking but if you notice that the doubts that come up are becoming unproductive. You're noticing your brain keeps bringing up the same doubt over and over again in different costumes. Then you know you are in overthinking mode. Then you know you come from your saboteurs, you come from survival brain. Then you know you have the chance to switch into sage, to switch into super thinking, to tap into your inner voice, into your intuition. And I gotta tell you, hey, all this work accelerates. In the doing. <laughs> so either you have a good friend, so you can talk about this. Or you come into an inner voice session with me and we explore that there. Whatever it takes. You want to give that sage presence, that inner voice, that intuitive guidance more airtime. You're not feeling it because you don't tune into it. It's like the radio station. You can't hear that good music if you're stuck on that other channel. You gotta tune into that frequency, that super FM. Or overthinking 95. you You're choice. The fun thing about all of that, that your rules become more and more obvious to you. The Rules that run your life, like when I say, when there's Monday morning, I have to feel dreadful, or when I don't feel motivated, I have to push myself. Those rules become so obvious, the more you are in the sage observer mode, which gives you those screening goggles to really see the source code of what you're creating. Because this is what most people are tripping up about. Like, on one hand, we want to feel freedom. We want to be free. We want to be our own agent. But then we have the opportunity to experience full freedom that it's right there. It's so much closer than we ever thought possible. Then we are afraid to own it, afraid to take it full in. I'm going to make a separate episode of really tapping into that intuitive part and unlocking that sage part inside of you. But for this point in our podcast journey, I want you to wrap your mind around that no one ever really has a problem with money, with relationship, with career, with health. Because how is it even possible that one person has such drama around relationships and the other person finds their life partner and is just happy with it and never has a thought about that? Or other people are just happy with their physical body and maintain a natural, healthy lifestyle and nutrition. And on the other hand, struggle with their career. And other people say like, it's the easiest thing ever. You just ask for money and it comes and clients come your way and works comes easy to you. And you find friends everywhere. How is it even possible that it's so different from person to person? It's because our mind is just so attached to one subject. The mind loves a chew toy, like something really chew about, like, and it just picks something. I swear to you, there's at least one area in your life that is just effortless to you, where you already tap into super thinking. It's like flowy. You can tap into it and think about something, and it just happens. And have no drama around creating an ideal meal for your partner, or booking that next vacation, or closing that new client. For other people, that's the biggest challenge ever. The cool thing is now that we can prototype from that place forward. Because once your mind sees, hey, we have proof that there is at least one area in our lives that we already tap into super thinking, it is possible for us. So it can become possible to activate it on the other areas of our lives that just feel a little more tense and tight and loaded and charged and more triggered. So the mind is just more attached to certain subjects and it flows more freely in certain areas, more effortless than in others. And when the mind is clinging on this one topic, it's like, okay, this I chose, this is my true toy, and finding all the problems around health is going to be my favorite thing for this lifetime. <laughs> then the mind tries to solve for that problem that it created in the first place by clinging on it and solving it from that pain that it physically creates because it clings so hard on it. It's really just a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's never going to solve because it is its own problem. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking a little meta here, but I trust that your intuition is getting what I'm saying right now. We need to help the mind, the strong, strong mind to lose its grip just a little bit, to create more space, to get another perspective, (sighs) to take a deep breath, to see things differently. Because that clinging just suffocates its own possibility to flow. Because it's so afraid that once it loses control, that the intuition part might say like, we don't need the brain, we can work on our own. It's really like a conditional relationship with a partner that's kind of toxic. And you don't really trust them and you have some issues with them, but you don't want to leave them because then you're alone. And it's like, it's the super toxic codependent bullshit. And it's the same story that our brain has. Why it's not a good idea to fully accept the intuition as the ruler in our system. And that's the relationship we have to heal. So we want to create safety for the mind to lose its grip. So nature can flow so much better and magically through you. And I gotta tell you, it took me now 35 years to get to that point, accepting that I have this intuitive part, understanding how my mind works. In the last five years of really integrating myself into finding home within myself and dating my intuition again and falling in love with it again and forgiving myself again for ignoring it for the bigger part of my life. Everyone can do it, but it takes a lot of introspection rather than looking outside for experts and quick fixes and formulas and outsourcing all the things. You need to do that work within to be able to activate your super thinking. It's always been available, but our consciousness has not been ready for it yet. If your intuition is whispering and telling you right now, it's time to get introspective, I'm here for you. This is your quest, my friend. Thank you so much for showing up for yourself today, and I catch you in the next episode. Are you loving what you're hearing? Am I your wingwoman when you're on the go, taking a walk in your neighborhood or deep cleaning your house? If so, take 10 seconds right now to rate and review the podcast. It takes two seconds to smash some stars and a few more if you want to leave a comment. It helps other people find the podcast and helps reduce good people burnout. And speaking of good people, do you know someone who's struggling with balancing their work and life? Do them a favor and send them this podcast. This also secures your position the person who always has the best recommendations. And listen, the best time to plant a tree is today. So if you are ready to take this work deeper, the Banish Burnout Training is open year-round for enrollment. We don't have any time to waste. It's always a perfect time to start taking care of yourself, unlearning toxic patterns and becoming the person who creates their own destiny. I've got a golden ticket with your name on it, to book your free clarity call with yours truly, to see how you can get your situation back under control and banish burnout for good so you can finally enjoy the life you're working so hard to create. Go to lilybeyond.com. Lily is spelled L-I-L-L-Y or hang with me on Instagram at lilybeyond. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. We will be back with more inspiration and motivation to help you banish burnout for good. Thanks for listening and go take care of yourself.